0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from Go Church. We hope it encourages you today. For more information about Go Church, check us out online at let'sgo.church. We hope you enjoy today's message. I'm curious Christmas Day, pre Christmas, post Christmas, how many people here tonight would consider themselves, yourself, a planner? You're a planner. You've got a plan. Come on, I want to see. If you know a planner that's not raising their hand right now, would you just push up the elbow, push it up? How many planners do we have here tonight? You planned you see, leave that you people are amazing. You planned to be here tonight and you brought everybody else with you. You're just like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going. For all the people who are not really planners in the room, I can't identify with that. Sometimes when I'm with Becky, I just do what she says do. She's like, we're going here. Then we're going over here. Then here's the plan. Then we're going to do this after. And it all works out totally amazing. Now, how many of you would identify a little bit the other way? You're a little more flexible, how we say. You don't plan as well. Can I see a hand? You're like, should I? Should I not? I don't know. I have a plan to do this. Just do it. Planning. Planning, 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 planning. Becky is a better planner than, my, than I am, but every once in a while, I will try. One of the things that I tried to plan back in the fall was a drive for me and for Becky. So for me and Becky, my wife, we like to go on these mountain drives. How many of you love the mountains here in Colorado? Of course we do. It's great. Warm, cold. Doesn't matter. Beautiful all the time. So one thing that we love to do is to go on a little drive. So we did a tiny splurge, bought a used Roadster convertible, just seats for two on purpose. Just room, me and Becky and some fun. So back in the fall, I had started the night before and I was trying to plan this drive, man. And so the next day rolls around and it was a Monday and we try to take Mondays off normally in the rhythm of our week and kids have gone off to school. I turn to Becky and I'm like, we're gonna go on a drive. And Becky's like, amazing. What do I need to get? I'm like, nothing. You don't need to get anything. She's like, what about directions? Got it. What about snacks? That's a question I normally ask. Got it. What about all the things? Got I'm like, just all we have to do is leave. So Becky, she's always down for an adventure. She just jumps. In the car, we've got convertible, top-off, beautiful weather. We're driving out of Denver trying to get away from some of the chemical plants and the Purina smell and some of the other unique smells that we smell here in Denver. (laughs) So we make it away around the Highway 285, and we're going to go south, and we're going to go do some beautiful leaf peeping back in the fall. And it was just a beautiful day. You know, the weather was great. The leaves were out. We go, we go, we go. We turn left, and we head towards a small little town called Deckers. Have you ever heard of this little town, Deckers? So Deckers, I did not know this, turns out to be, I guess, a fly fishing magnet. We, we get there, and there are people, I mean, fly fishermen everywhere, men, women. I mean, there's all these people. Weather was great. They're out. They're just killing it. And so we are driving. We're going right along the stream, and we're smelling all the smells, you know, like the fresh cut grass, Hearing the leaves blow, hearing the stream, having a great time. We pull off at this little park that I had planned. Okay, I'm trying to plan ahead. And we get there. And then we open up the trunk, and Becky was surprised. I start pulling out all this stuff, right? I've got the little camp chairs. I've got the savory treats. I've got the sweet treats. I've got the old school Stanley thermos full of hot chocolate, You were guessing there just for a minute. What's it going to be full of, Pastor Nick? It was was full of hot chocolate that day. I've got all the things. We brought a tent, a little shade from the sun. So we set all this stuff up by the stream. We got the blanket, the whole deal. So we're having a great time. And one of the things about that day that I look back on and I think, man, that's so Becky, is her inherent trust. Becky is a truster. She will just. She will trust you. If you are lucky enough to be friends with Becky, she's going to love you. She's going to trust you. And when I said to her, look, let's jump in this car. Let's go on this adventure. She did not ask me, where are we going? Do we have all the things? I need to double check the ways. I need to double check the Google Maps. I need to double check the plan. I need to go over all the food. I need to make sure the tires are aired up. She just got in the car. Just got in the car. And the people... My lovely people who are here tonight, not quite the planners. You're here because the planner in your life said, we're going to go church at five tonight. And we're going to do Christmas Eve together. And you said, okay. You've just learned to trust the planner in your life. You've got enough repetition with them that you just inherently trust the planner. You just go where they say go, do what they say do, and you're happy to do it. And Becky that day, even though I did take a massive wrong turn, she trusted me. Now, the beautiful thing about God is that God does not take wrong turns. Tonight, I want you to begin to explore your level of trust with God. How would you describe it? Are you at the level where God says, we're going on a road trip today, hop in. And you're like, boom, I'm in, I'm all in. You're not stressing about every single little turn. You're not double checking all the God's supplies because maybe He forgot something. What is your level of trust with God comprehensively in your life? Is it something that you would describe as strong? something that you would describe as real, something that maybe you're working on. That's okay. Maybe it's a new thing, an emerging thing. I want you to think about your trust in God. As we get into this tonight, write it down, write on your communication card, write on the back. If you've got a little space, find a spot, write it somewhere. I choose trust over control. Control. Now, probably some of the planners in the room could also be some of the control freaks in the room. You like it how you like it. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to be there. What are some things that we like to control? I like to control the TV. I like to control what I stream and watch. I like to control what I eat. I want to control what I wear. Now, look, I've been in ministry long enough to know something, that women like control, especially with their wedding. Some of you guys are going to say men. <laughs> it's like, no. In charge of their wedding. I've done enough weddings to know. The list is long. I mean, if you just Google wedding planning, you get some crazy websites that come up. I mean, this is like how to do your whole social media presence. You got to make a website now. You got to have all these things happening. in the list, I mean, from the invitations. It's been a while since we've had ours. Help me remember, what are some things that you plan when you're planning a wedding? Help me, what are they? Food, what else? You know, a guy would be the first person to be food. (laughs) Not ring, not vows, food. What's something else you got to plan? Wedding, shout it out. Venue, what else? Cake, good, what else? Who's going to come? Music, budget, on and on and on. And the bride loves to have some control, and I think that's totally fine. I want us to think about this. We saw the picture of Mary, the classic you know, nativity scene, Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus, but we've got to go pre-manger for a minute. We just do. We went pre-manger. I did some research and I found a couple that I thought embodied kind of a Denver spirit of like a modern Mary and Joseph, and I want us to look at them for a minute. I don't know why. Not quite Middle Eastern enough for the true Mary and Joseph, but that's okay. We're going to work with it. Here's the thing about Mary and Joseph. Before they were doing the manger, they're just teenagers in love, okay? So I'm thinking about Mary from maybe a modern context. I think Mary, she was picked by God to raise Jesus Christ. I mean, Mary had to be amazing. In the Bible, you can already see that she already had favor with God. God already looked down on her and was like, She's the one. She is just so strong. I imagine Mary so strong, full of grace. I imagine Mary stylish but practical. One of the reasons I picked this one. You know, it's kind of like a wool-cashmere blend, maybe. She knows how to keep something warm, but it's still loose and fun. I think Mary probably had a great sense of humor. Now, Joseph over here, I'm thinking, you know, as an emerging carpenter, I could see the shirt working. I think Joseph probably had a sense of humor that could go toe-to-toe with Mary. I think Joseph was probably a significant step up from her most recent breakup, probably. I imagine maybe the Mary breakup was like, he played too much Xbox, PS5... Maybe hygiene is questionable. Kicked him to the side. And one of the things that Joseph has going for him, he's got an emerging career, right? He is this artisan. He is this furniture maker. He is blowing up on Etsy. He's killing it on social media. I mean, he's creative. He's a guy who I think is as flexible as she is, who could probably be just as happy in a fancy hotel or, you know, kicking it in a barn in a major, doing a little open country hiking. I want us to think about Mary and Joseph pre-Jesus, they're in love. They're planning their wedding. Think about the weddings you've been a part of, all the lists, all the things. They're planning, they're planning, they're young, they're fun, they're in love, they love God, and then God shows up and says something But I think if he would have said it to any of us, especially engaged couples, it would have melted our brains. God says this to Mary. Check this out. Luke chapter 1. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Now, my students in the house, a virgin is a person who's never had sex before. To a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. You see, she already had favor with God. I think it's a great part of the story. You know, it's our job to be prepared. It's God's job to position us where he needs us, when he needs us. Mary was prepared. Her heart was already in love with God. Gabriel shows up, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused, hello. Disturbed, completely agree. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. Just imagine you're Mary. I mean, all of my married couples, all of my married ladies in this room just go back to the early days. Imagine this happening. Wait, 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 wait. We have a five year plan, and none of that included a God baby. It's just we were going to do the career thing and make sure his Essie thing is blowing up. I'm going to support him. He's going to support me. And we're going to have a dog. And we're going to talk about how having a dog is like training for having a kid. And then we're going to have a kid and realize how stupid it was to say that. Because we can't just lock our kid up in a cage and feed it food out of a bag. We forget that Mary and Joseph were normal. They were normal people. Imagine this interruption. This is not fitting into the five-year plan. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary, being the ever practical one, asked the angel, Hey, Gabriel, uh, how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. Mary responded, this is the whole key. Remember trust. All of you who trusted the planner in your life. All of the kids who trust their parents. All of you who at one point trusted somebody in your life to raise you, love for you, care for you us trying to trust God. Listen to her response. This amazing level of trust. After all of this melting her mind, she responds, "I am the Lord's servant." Just how incredible is that? Not just, you know, I love the Lord when it's easy for me. Now, I love the Lord as long as it fits into my career plan. Or I love the Lord when everything is just peaches and cream. No, I am the Lord's servant and look she continues. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. I mean there was no hey, here's a binder of instructions. Somebody else is going to come along. I mean if you recently had a child, you know this. They don't come with instructions. It's like everybody wants to tell you what to do. Oh, hey, you should do this, you should do that. But every baby is different. And hello, this is different. I mean, maybe raising the son of God is super easy. He doesn't like vegetables. He just turns it into chocolate. Everything's good. It's all good. No worries. But I imagine Mary and Joseph so probably nervous. And that's the whole point of trust, right? Trusting something, trusting someone inherently means you don't know everything about that situation you don't know how it's exactly going to work out and because mary said yes because joseph said yes to trusting god we can say tonight for unto us a savior is born what if they would have said no sorry we're busy Find somebody else. This doesn't fit. I'm not ready for this. I can't handle it. My family's not going to believe it. Joseph is not going to believe it. But they said yes. If we will trust God, and I'm challenging you tonight, if you will trust God, you will see miraculous things happen in your life. Things that are bigger than you, more amazing than what you can do on your own. And because they said yes, we have a Savior. We can celebrate tonight a yes. Think about the trust it took for them to go all in. For Mary to say, I'm your servant. I give you a yes in advance. Think about this moment with me and Becky in the car. She didn't berate me with questions and doubts and skepticisms. I said, hey, hop in, we're going on an awesome drive. She didn't even know where we were going. She just jumped in the car. Sometimes that's the way the Lord works. He will give you just enough information for you to make the next move. Tonight, he might be saying, I just need you to get in the car. Where are we going? You don't need to know. I just need you to get in the car. Well, how long is it going to take? You know, all the normal things we would ask. Do I need a pack of laundry, a coat? I mean, have we going a long time, short time? Well, we Just get in the car. If you trust the driver, you can just get in. If you trust your person, you can just say, okay, I'm with you. Because we trust the person. And the plans of that person are going to be good. Do you trust God right now in every area of your life? In the relationships that you're in now? The career you're in now. When was the last time you actually prayed for your team members, your career path? God, is this where you want me to go? Do I need to stay? Do I need to go? Is there something that needs to change? Do you trust him in your career or do you think that's just you? What if God wanted to do something that would blow your mind in your career? Maybe you could go here, but may you turn that thing over to the Lord and he does all of this incredible things that you could never do on your own. Are you willing to trust him with your children? The ones that are acting a little crazy right now. The ones that you thought they would never, oh, my kid would never. And then all of a sudden your kid is and you're like, dear Jesus, I never thought I would be a parent praying this, but I'm praying this right now. Do you trust God with your kids? Grandparents, Do you trust the Lord with your old kids? I think we just need enough trust to say yes to the next step. And what is that next step for you tonight? I want us to learn from Mary and Joseph. Their example, saying yes, trusting God. Where do you need to trust God tonight? Friends, do not, do not play it safe. Playing it safe is too risky. Be people of faith. Be people that will believe. God is not done asking his people to trust him to do amazing things in this earth. Let's learn from their example tonight. Let's pray. God, help us to trust you. Help us to push in as we sing. Jesus, as we remember your birth, as we remember the yes that it took from Mary, the yes that it took from Joseph and their families and the ridicules that they took. It was totally unconventional, never hardly even believable. And they said yes. God, help us to say yes in every area of our life. Now, the best that you can, I want you to just put yourself in Mary and Joseph's shoes. They said yes to God. And they trusted God. Mary became pregnant. Miracle. They trusted God. He was born in a simple way, in a manger, a rustic way. They trusted God and raised him the best that they could. Imagine how it felt. They trusted God as he began to leave the house. And to begin to go into ministry for the first time. They trusted God when He started to perform miracles, and then haters started to hate. As parents, remember Mary and Joseph as mom, the parents in His life, and then trusting God when He was taken away. To them, it would be their baby. Doesn't matter how old you get, trusting God when they nailed him to a cross, trusting God when they put him into a tomb, trusting God when God resurrected him from the dead, trusting God when he ascended into heaven. The trust journey never stops. Tonight I am challenging you, say yes to the next thing that God is asking you to do. And for some of you, it is to believe and to ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord and the leader of your life for the first time, or for the first time in a long time. And I wanna give you an opportunity to pray a prayer of faith and salvation with me right now. If you wanna make Jesus the Lord and the leader of your life, pray this with me out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for speaking to my heart. I ask that you would forgive me of every sin I'm making you the Lord and the leader of my life. And I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. To stay in the know with Go Church, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at letsgo.church. You can also download our app from the App Store by searching Go Church. Have a great week and God bless.